Good afternoon and welcome to your active hybrid conference supported by Competair. Today we're going to be wrapping our brains, yes all puns intended, around front of pack labelling reform. Is it fit for the future? A big welcome to our in-person audience as always and also to everyone who is joining us online. And do remember that if you have a comment or a question do put it into the Slido chat page. I'll be checking my iPad for all of your questions later on in the programme. Okay, so what is in a label and how how much do they influence us? Well, let's try a little game. I'm going to give you a choice of a Prada bag or a Zara knockoff. Which one would everyone prefer? I think I know which one I'd prefer. Or what about you've got the chance to drive a Ferrari or a Skoda? That's the thing. Whatever your poison, labels have an immeasurable power over us. And that also translates to the food that we eat. Today, we are more conscious of what we are putting into our bodies, whether it's for dietary reasons or we're making more conscious decisions because of the environment or because of sustainability. Um, and also, we are also using more devices. We're turning to things like this um, to help us on our journey to keep us more honest. Now, health isn't traditionally an EU competence, so perhaps we can't really blame the EU Commission or... MEPs, um, for dragging their feet on the proposal for standardisation of front-of-pack nutrition labelling, or can we? <laughs> but one thing that we can agree on is that getting this right is really important because these rules are going to be there on our food packets for a very long time. Now, under the current EU rules, it's not mandatory to provide nutrition information on the front of packages, but companies can provide it voluntarily under certain circumstances. And that in itself raises an interesting question as to who is deciding what is healthy or not, and whether this is really leading to informed decisions. And while the EU ponders how to redesign our food labels, what about using technology? What about AI to help supercharge our diets? Well, let's ask our experts. Okay, so let me introduce you all to our panel. We have French Renew MEP Véronique Trier-Lenoir, who's a member of Parliament's um, Environment Envy Committee. Welcome. And Public Health. And Public Health. There we go. We also have another French MP, but from the Greens, MEP Michel Rivazi, a substitute for the Envy Committee. Welcome. Um, joining us on the line, we have Dr. Ramon Estuc-Riba, Associate Professor at the Department of Medicine in Universidad de Barcelona. We also have Frederic Tross, if I'm getting your surname correctly, um, Sectorial Policy and Membership Manager at SME United. Welcome. Um, and then lastly, but never least, we have Professor Pietro Pagnini, who's the co-founder of Competent and Adjunct Assistant Professor at John Cabot University. So welcome to you all. Now to understand who our panelists are, they're now going to introduce themselves and advocate, well, let us know what they advocate for. Um, so Miss Trier, please, uh, Trier Lenoir, please go ahead. Thank you very much. Thank you for your kind invitation. Uh, as you might know, I am a member of the European Parliament, but I'm also a medical oncologist in Lyon, France. Ah, excellent. In my region, we make excellent cheese, such as Saint-Marcelin and Tom de Savoie. And I enjoy testing them with moderation, but IGPs are not in the scope of the front pack labeling regulation. I am lucky and wealthy enough to have access to small markets and prefer local and natural products 
to processed food, but unpackaged products and sustainability criteria are not in the scope either. I am educated enough to know how to ensure myself a balanced diet, but nutritional recommendations and education on health are not in the scope either. The scope of our meeting today is an awaited proposal from the Commission. The Parliament is awaiting with you and everybody on an harmonized mandatory front of pack nutrition labeling. Its objective is not culture, it is not tradition, it is not food inheritance, it is not regional way of life or nationalism, animal welfare or sustainability or health literacy. All these topics are very important to me and I think to all of us, but they fall under other legislations. Our objective with the mandatory front of pack labeling regulation is public health. Public health and equity to public health. Through a fight against poor nutrition, briefly, not uh, too much fat, too much sugar, and too much salt, these three, leading to obesity and overweight. And obesity and overweight affect one half of the European population. They are responsible for many serious diseases, including diabetes and many cancers, and they account for up to 7% of the health budgets in the EU. This is the economic part of it. So, to be very short, it is our duty to provide all the consumers a science-based, accurate, reproducible, evolving, and understandable information on the nutritional value of the food we buy. Understandable means understandable to all, including children, including illiterate, including foreigners, and this is not the case of digital connection right now. Okay. To answer your question in advance. Above all, it should be harmonized, and I hope we'll be able to talk about the way to harmonize. It should be helpful, and I hope we'll be able to, end, to develop this aspect later, to the majority of sectors, it should be acceptable. First of all, to the consumers, but also to the farmers, because they have to be encouraged for providing healthy food, but also to the manufacturers, because they favor a single system instead of a plethora of different logos, but also to the member states, because they will be able to induce a decrease in healthcare costs, and finally to the European cohesion because it suffers from fragmentation of the food labeling policies. And that will be my 
I hope not too long introduction. No, thank thank you. you so much. I think you raised some very um, good points there, especially about health equity. Um, Michelle Ravazzi, what do you say? Hello, thank you very much for your invitation. I am totally uh, uh, agree with what Veronique said, but uh, um, I don't know it was in English, so I speak a little in French and sometimes in English. <laughs> um, I am a biologist and member of the parliament in the Envy Commission. And you know, in 2011, there is a regulation about the information of consumer. And I was member of parliament at this moment. And there is a, a very big lobby, agro-business lobby, to don't accept to have uh, the same labor in every country in Europe. And why? We know at this moment that when we eat uh, food too salt, too with a, a lot of sugar, a lot of fat, it's not good. But the lobbying push and push all the member states to say, if you accept the, the light tricolor, it's green, orange, and, uh, and red at this moment, we, uh, we uh, leave a lot of... Uh, manufacturer in your country. And we have uh, felt at two or three voice when we went that. And now we must make a review about this regulation. And the commission was agree with us to say we need to have the one labeling in each country and it was mandatory, obligatoire. But now, I heard Italian, uh, some lobbying. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, at the end. No, no, no. No, it's not true. It, it's too complicated. We don't, we don't need about uh, welfare animals. We, we, uh, uh, we don't need uh, pesticide in the food and so on. But it's a label about nutritional. It's to ban, it's to, to inform the consumer that this aliment, not the alimentation, only the product in front of the packaging, it must be very easy to see if it is good, middle good, or very bad. And that is a very good information. And why we support Nutri-Score? Because it's very easy to understand. It's scientific. It's not... Uh, there is an algorithm behind that. And with this algorithm, they selection what is too salt, what is too sugar, and so on, and fiber also, and some element in it. And now, we... we we have a lot of people, even scientific, we say, no, it's, an, it's a, against traditional alimentation, artisanal, and uh, uh, it's not, uh, uh, it's against Mediterranean alimentation. We speak about what? 
we speak about only information of a consumer about the product. And we are for Mediterranean alimentation. I come from south of France. And I am for oil, uh, olive oil, olive oil. Olive oil. oil and so on. But là, it's exclusivement about the food, the product. And we, we are a lot of members of parliament which support Nutri-Score. In France, uh, during 2018, it's a very struggle in France because there is charcuterie, I don't know the name in English, charcuterie, uh, you see, ham yeah, yeah. Uh, sausage and bon. Ah, charcuterie. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, there is uh, about cheese also, and there are against the street score, and we have win. Why we have won? Because there is a lot of scientific studies about that. And I'm going to have to ask you to wrap up a little bit because obviously we want you to speak I, I to a bit later. Yeah. A lot of studies and all the studies show that the consumer prefers Nutri-Score. Nutri and Nutri-Score, when you choose this product, we have less cardiovascular disease, we have less obesity and so on. So you can say, we don't want Nutri-score, but don't say that you uh, have uh, a good work about the problem of obesity, cancer, and so on. Okay, well, we'll definitely okay. talk about Nutri-score. You've raised some very good points. Um, okay, we'll go now to our online panelists and Dr. Ramon, please go ahead. <laughs> you might need to unmute yourself. Okay, sorry. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. Um, I, I like to come to, to Brussels to, to discuss with all of you, but today I prefer to stay here. We have very good weather in Spain and very good food. Uh, without <laughs> another, another kind of traveling. So I think that nowadays there is, there is uh, uh, several ways to to recommend the population to eat. And this kind of, of uh, light, light, red and white is too, too, simple, too simple. Why? Because we are absolutely different. We are in different etapes of the age. So the, 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 the food and nutrients are very different from the pregnant woman to a kid, to a boy, to an adult or to a senior. So absolutely different. It's absolutely different if you have hypertension, if you have diabetes or you have or you have hypercholesterolemia and also there is now we're moving to a personalized nutrition so not all the items is good for for all the, all the people so i don't believe in this kind of of, of front of page because i believe to educate uh, the, the population especially especially the, the young people uh, now we has the problem of obesity I don't believe that this front of of, uh, of level may help to reduce obesity. I believe more in education, in to, to eat more a, a healthy dietary pattern adapted to the, all the conditions, like like uh, your preferences, 
if you practice sport or not, or you have a disease or not. So I think that this is now is out of fashion. So we have to move further and, and, and to, to try to educate people for a personalized nutrition and you will be better for all the society. That this is my opinion on, on this. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Ramon. So he doesn't think um, that Nutri-Score is fashionable anymore. Um, I'm sure um, our MEV... <laughs> uh, um, Frederick, please go ahead. Yes, um, so Friedrich Trausser from SME United. We represent indeed the small businesses. and uh, yes, Indeed, I wanted to correct that I am German since everybody keeps pointing at me as the Italian. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Germany also has good food. Maybe not as good, but it's okay. Um, so um, from us, first of all, I must say, uh, I'm glad we all agree until now that if we introduce uh, labeling, it should be harmonized within all the member states, if. Um, however, then from a small um, business perspective, I must then say there we have to disagree. Um, and indeed, as you mentioned the scope many times, I am here uh, on this panel to try to bring the scope, indeed, of the small businesses, because uh, just to say something is not legally affected by this directive, the economic consequence is still there. And um, let me give you an example. Um, our moderator has, for example, sent a, in our briefing a question saying, supermarkets offer choice. Is that good? I would already disagree with that. Because supermarkets do not offer choice. Supermarkets offer convenience. The choice of small businesses that produce food is much vaster than anything you can have in the supermarket. And our goal should... The choice you get nowadays is bigger than it used to be. That's true, but it's still bigger outside. But the point is, as our uh, uh, colleague there online has also said, we should get the people to make informed choices and not convenient choices. And that only goes through education. And as soon as you put a label of something healthy on a product that is sold in the supermarket, you get the people that want to make the informed choice but do not want to take the time to inform themselves only into the supermarket. And that puts small businesses, specifically bakers, butchers, and so forth, that are not only producing healthy products, but sustainable regional products and our stable employers, completely aside. And this must I say from our perspective, especially with the oversimplification of Nutri-Score, for us it is very, very difficult uh, to, to stand behind this. Okay, thank you. Uh, takes years. Yes, I know it's difficult. But it takes years to be implemented. I know it's difficult, but yeah. we should make go for the good solution yeah. and not for the quick one. Okay, let me just okay. quickly ask Pietro to give his sort of opening statements and I'll let you I, debate. I have to say, I feel like a, the Pacific Ocean. I have so many things. <laughs> I have so many things to do. First of all, I'm Italian, but I'm not yeah. here. I'm not yeah, here as an Italian. Italian I, I have yep. to be, I'm not here as an Italian. And if I was Italian answering uh, Mr. Le Noir, I would say, your solution, you didn't mention the Nutri-Score because I understand your solution is the nutrient form. Because if you look at all the criteria you post there, I would say, well, she's talking about the nutrient form. The nutrient okay? form. And um, it's not you know, I, I, It's not function. Talking with politicians. Or <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I was. Um, maybe I will. <laughs> but uh, aside of that, 
I, I totally agree that there is, I totally agree, these are data. There is a big problem uh, with obesity and bad nutrition, particularly in Western countries, no doubt. And we need uh, public health policies to be uh, in place. But I think, and that was the purpose of this discussion, and I would say I would enjoy this discussion if we move on, because science is moving on. We have DNA research, we have genetic research, and we are moving fast. I'm not saying in 20 years, fast means tomorrow, toward personalized diets. Now it's a matter of cost. Then it will be cheap, and we're there. You mentioned technology, and technology is here, and technology will tell us exactly, I think about wearables, artificial intelligence, will tell us exactly what we are missing during the day and what we should eat. Now, I get to a point, a geopolitical point that Europe often doesn't understand. Either we take this challenge or other people, China, US, Israel, Middle East, will take this challenge. And they will invade Europe with softwares, apps, technologies that will use our own health data. That's why I would like the Commission and the Parliament to talk about this. If we keep saying the problem is food, the problem is not what we eat. The problem today, and there are studies around this, the problem is how and when we eat. Because if I follow you coherently, then we should put a score, let's call it the Nutri-Score, on Netflix, on YouTube, on devices, on couches, on anything that drives us toward obesity. And we don't want that. The problem is how we eat. That's why we need more education and we need systems that are considering our lifestyle. I'm sorry, but telling me this is green and I can eat 25 packages is not making me uh, uh, healthier. That is the problem. And I'm also sorry to say, if we say education takes time, well, the Nutri-Score is just the moral justification of a failure in educating masses. If I was a socialist, and you know I'm, not, I'm a liberal, if I was a socialist, I would, support, I would go against the Nutri-Score because it's a failure. It means we miss educating people that were supposed to be emancipated. And now they go to the supermarket and they don't have time to read. We told them about Newton, Einstein, Shakespeare, Dante, and they have not died for that. But the, we didn't tell people about food, and they die for food. That is the problem in Europe. People die because they are not informed about food. That is the effort we should do. And I think we should not spend time on an old system, outdated. And actually, you mentioned science. If you go on our website, there is science that says exactly the opposite. And I don't want to do, as somebody are saying, we have... Uh, they're on our website. I can say 400 people are pro, 401 are against. It's not about that. I think Europe has a big opportunity, ladies. Europe has a great opportunity in running innovation, in starting new companies, in helping people making free choices. Trillet Noir is in the Libra group. And I'm surprised that the liberal group or somebody in the liberal group su okay. is supported diet, is supported a system without allow, liberty. I want to choose. Allow the MEPs to, to I yes, think, rebut absolutely. what you are saying. Um, which one of you, uh, Mr. Elenoir, perhaps yes, you can go well, first. You're mixing everything up. It's uh, interesting to understand from a hearing point of view, but, but really give me, give me just one example. Uh, our colleague, has convictions 
and opinions, which we, is not, uh, I'm talking about the, the Dr. Colleague, Ramon, uh, Dr. Ramon, the remote. He has opinions, believings, and convictions. This is not, I'm sorry, doctor, this is not a scientific way to address the questions. The questions have to be addressed with scientific data. You are talking about some kind of fictions, which you know, are interesting. Artificial intelligence and connected objects are right now a subject of wealthy people. We are talking about the health of real people in the supermarket. Look at their caddies. Look let me at ask the, you a question. Um, so much let me low level question, of information though. they have. And let but them they will have it through the mobile phone. Let me ask you a question then. You say that technology is only for the wealthy. Yes. But aren't we then excluding the people who you don't um, consider to be wealthy from also having better diets, personalized diets, by saying we just need to have a traffic light system because it's easy, it's simple, let's just carry on with that. If you exclude people from technology, you're essentially excluding them from life. No, I mean, the only way not to exclude people is to have the score mandatory. And you know very well, just like me, that digitalization does not allow mandatory labeling. And you know that only the few of us will be able to have access to information through your connected watch or whatever. And that the uh, disadvantaged people, uneducated people will not have access. Of course, we could do much better than the three lights of fire. But please let us look at science and look at very simple uh, meanings of salt, sugar, and fat. And with these three, the science tells us that we can <coughs> significantly decrease the number of obese and uh, cancer people. We know that. I was the rapporteur for the European Beating Cancer Plan, and we have provided as many data as you want that a score, I do not want to pronounce the name of a score. Mm. I did not, and you noticed it. Yes. A good European common harmonized mandatory score will help public health. That's mm. all I can say. Okay, Pietro, you wanted to say something? No, when we talk about studies, uh, earlier I heard studies about the Nutri-Score. You know, there are lies, big lies, and statistics. Most of the studies on proving that the Nutri-Score is, is good are artificial, done in a sort of lab online showing this and that, and you say, oh, that's be better because it's colorful. You know, for me, the Nutri-Score is a pop art fetish that is just then there to tell people I this is good. I think it's a little bit unfair. Or this is bad. No, it's not unfair. It's be I don't accept <laughs> and I don't like, but we're in the discussion okay. yeah, and it's yeah, nice to have a live discussion, yeah. particularly yeah. Uh, uh, here. I didn't want to talk about the Nutri-Score because, as I said, and I keep saying that it belongs. But you to talked about another one, which yeah. is another way to, you know, what, the Nutri-Form. No, I'm not. A, I'm not for the Nutri-Form. I'm, okay, I'm clearly. I'm. So me, let me. Let me. No, but the question. Let me bring in Dr. Ramon. Sorry, just the question is sure, yeah. why you keep saying we have science and data, and everything else is not science and data. This is sorry, a totalitarian approach to science. Give us the data. 
Yeah, well, I tell you about the 100, 100 grams of the Nutri-Score. That's the data. You keep saying the Nutri-Score is making people healthier. Where are the data? It's been around for two years. How can you have data? Okay. You don't have data. You have, let me bring you have reviews Ramon. of research. Um, Dr. Ramon, if I may. Um, can the Nutri-Score be manipulated? Um, I'll give you an example. I was doing a panel and we were talking about labeling and someone said, well, it can be manipulated because I can have a chocolate milkshake full of fat, full of sugar, but if I add protein powder into it, it improves its score. What do you make of that? Yes, I fully agree that... Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. sorry. No, I, I fully agree that, that, that enterprise may, may man manipulate Nutri-Score. So, because I, I... This is because I think that you have to educate, educate the people because the, the enterprise want to earn money. This is is, is uh, legal and logical, but but we we are looking for a, a better health for the for the population for uh, for the uh, each 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 one of us. So uh, we have to 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 teach people to educate people and how to, and, and how to because you say this is an algorithm. That this algorithm is absolutely artificial because you know that the, that the, the type of fat is very very important. It's very different. You have monounsaturated fat, or the monounsaturated fat is an extra virgin olive oil has polyphenols and so many uh, bioactive compounds. So it's absolutely different if you put uh, one uh, a letter and you 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 know that Nutri-Score and, and olive oil have changed from D to C and now to B. This is a joke. Come on. This is a joke. You have to be very serious from the point, a scientific point of view. Olive oil has <coughs> the, 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 the biggest level they have because has um, has been demonstrated in several in several studies that extra virgin olive oil uh, reduce mortality, reduce cardiovascular disease, reduce diabetes, and so on. And you can see the the, the level of nutrient score. This is a joke. This is a joke for me. So, but, but I go further. I believe that Nutri-Score now is an, is an old, an old, uh, an old option because now we are moving to a personalized nutrition. And, and if I have to, to say Mediterranean diet is the best, is the best, but Nordic diet is also very good and the other diets are, are, are really good. So you have to go further and go your personalized nutrition and if you're living in italy maybe you live you eat the, uh, the food is near your house and you eat more vegetable and so on and 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 it's very different from the north of, of europe so each one has to choose its own nutrition and has to be educated and this is the key education education and education no no frontal uh, level Okay, so Dr. Ramon, you're not in favour of Nutri-Score and you say education um, on what is good and what is not is more important. Um, but specifically on the Nutri-Score as well, the information being provided is, from what I understand, voluntary. So is that also giving too much power to the industry beyond the simplification of what the Nutri-Score actually does? First of all, they have thresholds and they have to follow it. Of course, you can always, you know that better than me, colleague, play with the thresholds. You can be right under the thresholds, I agree, but it's a virtuous way to have manufacturers follow uh, as much as possible uh, scientific data. If you really want to talk about Nutri-Score, you must know that it, has, it is uh, evolving. 
in the way you are, as far as I understand, uh, advocating for. That is uh, avoiding the uh, vicious use of Nutri-Score by undergrading, for instance, cereals and processed foods. Uh, this is something that is thought about. So you are right. Uh, I don't think that any score is old-fashioned, but I think it should evolve and evolve according to uh, the data of science. But the data is not 100 grams. The data I'm talking about are data issued from scientific studies. I'm not, I, I don't think we are talking about the same thing when we talk about data. My colleague has convictions. It is his right. But, that, but as a scientific, I would... Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, would like, I would like to Let hear something else than convictions, believe Let me just ask you one thing. This Mr. is totalitarian Trilling. science. There oh. is our science, you no, know, quantum physics has killed determinism. That means we are always right. You know, diet, nutrition are so complex and complicated. When I ask you the problem, the problem is why are people getting obese? And the answer is, it depends on what they eat. Yes. No. Most it depends uh, on yes. how they Most behave. Uh, it depends on how they behave, their attitude. So, 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 so let me ask you then, what is, in your way, the ideal lifestyle that someone should have um, when it comes to you know, trying to be healthy and also what they eat? What, what is the, the perfect score, you could well, say? First of all, I don't like to say ideal because it belongs to Hegel in the 1900th okay. century. <laughs> and the state telling people what to do, exactly what we're seeing here. Something from 200 years old coming back in Europe saying the state should tell poor, disadvantaged people what to eat. I mentioned one study done in Chile, okay? That was a study done in Chile six months or one year after the introduction of the three black fascists, I would say, dots. Uh, <laughs> these dots have proven very simple, mm -hmm. and I say that to me is not a real study because after six months or one year is not sufficient. But the study showed that people that were in the low economic income class, they kept buying the three black dots. Elites, as you define them, the bubble in Brussels, in Chile in that case, ate better. Like they just, but the elite, not the uneducated low income class, that they kept spending more because they were a higher taxation and they purchased the three black dots. And I'm saying, to me, that study doesn't mean much because it's after six months or one year. Uh, but again, it's not me that should tell how people should behave. And I don't think it's the European Parliament or it's the European Commission, the Council or Putin in Russia that should tell us what to eat. I think that we need to be develop the critical thinking. Renew Europe should push for that. Critical thinking so that when we see a product, even if we don't have time but we have time on Instagram, we can make a conscious choice of what to eat. I don't believe even in nutrition, uh, uh, how do you call it, when you establish the nutrition information. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I forgot the name. Uh, yes, because again, there is always somebody that is establishing what is good or what is bad. If, if we take, now, each of us in this room, one spoon of sugar, fat, proteins, vitamins, the impact on each of us right now would be mm -hmm. deeply That's different. If we take it tonight, we'll be still different among us, but also between us during the day. So how can you pretend that I go to the supermarket, there is a green dot and that says, oh, you're gonna feel better. 
and you are going to be better. This is not okay, going Michelle to Michelle Ravazzi, let, let, let me bring Michelle Ravazzi. Okay, so I think from what we're understanding is that there are different opinions on the panel. Mm. Um, I think the audience can... Well, we ended that. up talking but, about the Nutri-Score. We didn't yeah, walk. Yes, we are talking about the Nutri-Score, but I think what, what both sides essentially are saying is that there needs to be some kind of rules. I mean, without rules, what do people essentially know what is good, what is bad, Michelle Ravazzi. There needs to be some kind of rules. But you were also talking about the fact back in 2011 that wasn't possible because of lobbies. Yes, no, very, very big lobbies. But I want to speak about what we are here. We are here because there is a problem about the product, aliment, okay? Now, if it is a product now, if I want to know what there is inside, I must make two lunettes, huh? glasses, glasses mm -hmm. <laughs> to go behind and to see it's too salt, too sugar, na 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 na. It's very difficult, and it needs to have someone. It's scientific. We read that, and we make a labeling. It's Nutri-Score or another, and this labeling helped me to make a good shoes with the aliment. And if there is three aliments, I see that A, B, C. I say, okay, some scientific has read for me what there is behind, and I can make a better choice. Okay, it's that Nutri-Score. Oh, but their choice for whom? Okay, Frederick, for, for, Frederick, for whom is okay, the better choice? One second, one second, one person. second, guys. Let, let me say Frederick. Okay, yeah. so okay. obviously the MEPs it's are advocating for the Nutri-Score. Okay, okay, well, because let, I was treated I'm, as a I'm liberal, sorry, guys. I'm so sorry, I take guys. my liberal hat. We do not want to make people eat something under constraint. We want to inform them. Yes. That's yes. liberalism, okay, but, as I can see. Excuse me. If, and I ask, if I can ask Frederick the it's question, lively, please, yeah? everyone. Wanted it lively. No, let me ask Frederick the question. I think we just continue. Okay. <laughs> One last question on Nutri-Score, because lots of people obviously are buying products with Nutri-Score on, and they're thinking, oh gosh, now this entire panel is saying... They're, they're literally so confused. One is having one opinion, the other is having the opposite opinion. We don't have for, to have opinions. For, for SMEs, really? how could the Nutri-Score, since we are going... Since the European Commission and the Parliament are debating what should be on front of pack labelling. How could the Nutri-Score be improved to take into consideration any sort of technology? How would it work for an SME? What would be good for you? I'm not going to start education again, but I would like to point out that specifically on the water that you just pointed out, I have the pleasure, last week my son turned one year old, and I can tell you that choosing the water with the lowest sodium level Nutri-Score would have done nothing for me, because they're all labeled A. So in the end, if you want to make a proper informed choice, you still have to look at what is actually in the product and not on the label. This is Nutri-Score is not mandatory on water. Okay. I've seen it on water. The yes. thing no, is, no, at the no, moment... No, let's get the SME... The point is, I, I want to hear the SME position. The we don't want to just talk about water. I wanted to no, introduce we're that. We're not talking indeed, about water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is yeah, no risk in water in French. Is, yeah. is I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Let, sorry, but I mean, let I still had to make please. an informed choice. Let him speak. <laughs> 
Very liberal, eh? Well, um, the point is, good for thing. SMEs... Guys, you um, have to let one person talk, otherwise the audience are getting a little... Uh, guys, hands up if everyone's getting a little bit confused or amused. Which one is it, yeah? Okay, so Frederick... In between. In between. Okay, so Frederick, please okay. go ahead. No, uh, so for, for SMEs, the problem is basically two things. First of all, you have uh, mentioned reformulation, and if it would be possible that you develop a system that Nutri-Score evolves in a way to inhibit reformulation of products, bless you. But, I mean, I have back there my colleague from the German, uh, uh, German food industry sitting. I don't know how many years the reformulation debate has been going on in Germany. And uh, year after year after year, our member, the German artisans, they sit there and they say, we're really doing our best here, but if we bake a traditional bread, we can't put this additive and this enzyme in it, it will not be the same. And the problem is, industrial products, they can reformulate because you sell the packaging. And artisanal products don't. They sell the taste and they say, they, 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 they sell tradition. And people come there and if you change the traditional product, put less salt in it and it doesn't taste anymore, the people will stop coming. And okay, so, so how about has this tasted, so, so, so let's talk to our MEPs then about fine. education then, because I think Labelling in itself can't be the one-fits-all approach. So, Michelle Ravazzi, what sort of educational campaign should be run in conjunction with reformulating labelling rules? You see, before to, to be a member of Parliament, I was uh, training for the professor, okay, in didactic des sciences, we say. And when you speak education, but it's a long way very long way. And now we have a very big issue is problem of obesity, cancer, cardiovascular disease and so on. And we know it's not only the cause, but we know if you take a lot of product, very salt, with a lot of sugar, because we don't know the sugar that there is in the product. Huh? You must read behind and so on. So we must have the better aliment that you can choose. And it doesn't mean that it's vanished, but you know that you can consume that a very little and not a lot. And so we must mix education, all right, but it's too long. And is that what MEPs are trying it. to ensure that, that the Commission is going to do? Because obviously, um, if, if maybe both and of you could answer... I, I yeah. want to answer to it. The Commission worked about that. But when you speak about uh, in, uh, artificial intelligence, you see, it's for a few people who have time to check all the time with their portable. It's... Uh, it's not the situation when you go to a supermarket. When you go to, even me, I am very hurry. I choose a, a, a lot of things in the supermarket. I have no time to do that. When you speak about that, it's very bad because it's not the real situation for a consumer in a supermarket. So we need to have something where you make your choice very fast. But I want to have the proof that there is independent scientific and there is a good governance. 
And what I appreciate with NutriScore, it is European governance. With some scientific, we can make, ev uh, make evolution about this uh, labeling. And that is a good thing. If you say some product I don't agree because it's too C or D or E, it's possible to change if I change my recette. I don't know the okay. name in recette. Frederic, you wanted to, I mean, and then I'll come we, to We Patrick. have different accountabilities. Yeah. But please put yourself in my shoes. If I have to explain to my members that but you the have... The government is for Nutri-Score. Eh? You are against, but your government is for I, Germany. I, I will give you my <laughs> card. I uh, work uh, for a European association. Okay, guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The point is, if well, I have to explain, okay. the panelists maybe understand who each other are now. That's great. Um, <laughs> if no, I if I have to explain mm. to my members mm. that the European Parliament has passed a law together with the Council, and they have promised us firmly that it will be good at some point in the future, and we'll find out how. They will think I'm not but doing my who? job right. Oh, you are for the consumers. That yeah. it will be workable in a way that it does not have bad influence on small business and artisans. So you're, and you're, you're asking for incentives, right? Incentives I would to do I would like to know why we cannot have a system, as you said, a combination of education and labeling, yeah. which is a bit between, which is not an oversimplified A to E, but or, or uh, traffic light or whatever, why can we not give them, the consumer, the clear information, this contains so much sugar, <coughs> this contains so much salt, and teach them how much they should have, but also teach them that they should not drink cola light all day and eat an A product, but they should have vegetables, 30% of your plate, 30% okay, protein, me, or something like this. Let me bring in Dr. Ramon. That's complimentary. Um, let me bring in Dr. Ramon, please. No, no, let me bring in Dr. Ramon first, now you to, to, to reply to what the panelists have been saying. So there was also a question Dr. Ramon raised there about the issue of time, that people don't have time when they go to supermarkets. And that is true. We all generally lead busy lifestyles. And something um, I think that we spoke about, uh, Pietro, was the idea of using using technology um, or, or the hope of using technology to improve people's diets. But for example, to use a very stereotypical example, um, the single mother or the single parent um, who has two jobs, they don't have time to um, yes. in a supermarket. Right. But instead of just saying, yes, that's the case, Dr. Ramon, how do we help that person, you know, have more time or for labeling to allow them to have a better diet. <laughs> Dr. Ramon, you've muted yourself again. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in the studies we have performed, like PlediMed, that was with Mediterranean diet, um, we teach the, the participants to plan his meals. So once a week, he has to plan the, the, the meals and to how much uh, meat they want to eat, maybe only once a week or two once a week, how many, many fish, how many vegetables, a lot of them, how many fruits, etc. So the people have to plan the, 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 the meals for a week. And if you have time in your, your home, you can choose what you want to want. You, go, you, you have to go to the supermarket with a list and, and, and buy what is healthier for you. So it maybe it's not the same of the other, but you have to plan your own, uh, you have to plan your own meals 
because of you have you have hypertension or you have you are fat or or, or, or one on you have diabetes so you don't have to go to the supermarket and to buy the first thing you you you, you saw in this in the self you have to plan it and you have to educate the people to how to plan their meals maybe they may help of a nutritionist or not or, or by their own but you have you have to go to buy knowing what you want to buy not with because it's a light in 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 a shelf or it's an, another light in the other in in the other self you have to plan it so the key is education and the other is talking like we are now now doing uh, and it's it's a very a very we have fun and, and so on but we have to educate and to choose with time not in the moment you have to put your glasses to see the level you have to when you go to the to the supermarket you have to know what you want to 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 buy and you have to teach and you have a lot of days to to learn on 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 on, on your food so maybe it's one new product in the supermarket but usually when you go to buy you you know what is, what what is the olive oil and what is the best olive oil you, you prefer or, or you want to white wine what is the best wine you what you want etc you don't want to have all them all the the wines of bottles every day you go to the supermarket so you have to be aware of this it's not an impulse when you when you buy food you have to be very conscious what what you are doing and and this kind of of nutri score or nutrient form and so on is is too, too simple and too, too simple. This is my, my thinking. Ramon, um, a follow-up then. So you're talking about um, education and meal plans. So essentially what you're saying is not only does, you know, whatever lifestyle we have, however busy we are, we need to really educate ourselves on what is good for us. So we need to have individual responsibility, whether for our own person or for our families. So then the question is, is the EU's common approach too outdated? Yeah, if you want to come Sorry. on. Approach, Let me just ask Dr. Let me just ask Dr. Ramon to 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 reply first. Sorry. Then I'll come to you, <laughs> Dr. Ramon. Yeah, uh, if you want a common approach, I have to to say that Mediterranean diet is the best because we have proven and this has been recognized. This is my opinion. But you're going to to going to fight with Nordic diet and other diets. So because I think that everyone has to choose what is the best for. for his family or her family and and for for on oneself so so you want the best dietary pattern is the dietary pattern without nutrient score so vegetables fruits and so on no no manufactured products okay so mr lenoir um so obviously you 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 do favor the eu common approach but tell us how much data or research is going into what the EU is proposing on what should be on our labels? First of all, unfortunately, EU is not proposing at the time. And this is why we are unhappy. Yes. It's because the proposal does yeah. not come. But what allegedly but if should ever be it comes, yeah. it should rely on prospective scientific data showing that a logo such as Nutri-Score is accompanied with a decrease in uh, inadequate habits of eating, if I may say so. <coughs> it is also uh, associated with comprehension, with help to choices, and with impact on obesity and diabetes. So this is what I call scientific data. It is asking a question and having a prospective study to 
uh, inform and answer the question. It is not opinion. It is not convictions. It is not beliefs. I do agree that Mediterranean diet is very uh, friendly. I like it, but it is an opinion. There are lots of diets out there for there everyone watching. There are lots of diets. Oh, there, there, there are studies that they show that the lower level of obesity under a Mediterranean diet is much less. So yeah, it's not an opinion. Uh, uh, there are facts. Sure. Michelle Rivasi, go ahead. Uh, one, it's not contradictory to like Mediterranean cooking and, and Nutri-Score. <laughs> it's two things different. Explain it to us then, explain it to us, because she has things, all the gentlemen also, on the panel are not fans of Nutri-Score. I want to say to Mr. Uh, Friedrich Strauss, if you choose Nutri-Score, you push some enterprise to make a best product because they want to change to A or C to A or B. I fully and agree with you. it's good yes. for the yes. earth. So, yes. I am not against you. We want to, to, to function together. If you have better product with less salt, less sugar, less fat, it's okay for all, all people. Because we have a problem now. If you take uh, young people and you put in supermarket, what it choose? It choose more sugar, more salt, more fat. I don't know. I can't. No, 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 no. As part of my generation, I say I definitely don't do that. And let me actually bring in Pietro now. Um, since you brought in, since you brought in, Michelle Ravazzi, since you brought in when young people specifically go to the supermarket, let me add this, Pietro. We don't go into supermarkets. I don't know about you guys, but I shop online. It's easier. I don't have to carry my heavy bags. I'm not represented. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, but people go to supermarkets. They do. They do. But Real what I'm people. saying is, especially because of the pandemic, um, people did start shopping online. So customers were, they were starting to have more and more digital habits. Um, so should that impact this? proposal that we're still waiting for from the Commission, Pietro? Uh, let me start from what I heard saying, because that's a bit worrying, but mm. pushing all companies to move toward green, yeah. it means that basically there is a government totalitarian policy to say, you got to do this. Yes, publicly. Uh, mm. And I'm wondering, what are companies going to do to make their products green? Here in Brussels, you remember that pizza that became from D with some meat became A. Disgusting, but it's an A. I remember that there are companies like that are putting a lot of ingredients, yeah. a lot of, uh, I don't know, in chemical terms, but they are putting all of this to transform their products. In this way, and this should be Frederick's argument, but betraying the diversity of European culture, 27 countries with a lot of diets that will be pushed to transform their food to become green. They will be obsessed in order to sell. It already happens. In order to be into some supermarkets, you have to be green or, you, or they give you a discount. So let's not talk about that. Uh, but I, you know, we didn't want to talk about the Nutri-Score, but we ended up talking about the Nutri-Score. No, but my, 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 <laughs> I, I come to your question. About the I come to your question because I want to shop. talk about technology. Yeah. We heard people don't have access to technology. Unfortunately, I say unfortunately as a father, young generation, people, and there are studies about this, they get to know things through technology, 
much faster than true traditional socialization factors like school or family, okay? When we hear artificial intelligence is not in the supermarket, artificial intelligence comes before the supermarket. I give you a basic example of something that is not science fiction, it's here. There, your watch will tell you the glycemic level you have, it's already doing that. It's with artificial intelligence, knows exactly what you have done, how much calories you have consumed, how much you are going to consume because they know their di your diary and they are going to suggest what to eat, what is in your kitchen, what is in your refrigerator. Brother. Is it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to me. Exactly. It might be big brother. No, no. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? But I'm saying. Unfortunately, technology is here. And if exactly. Avoid technology. We came to the point. Mariam. A we came to the point. Ghetto. They call it big brother. I call it opportunities and threats. Opportunities oh, for people. Can I, can I talk? Opportunity with people, oh. but threats. I would like the European Commission and the Parliament to talk about this. You call it Big Brother. Yes. It's here. Do you want Europe to manage this or you want US and China to deal with this True. before Europe? That's why, Mariam, we said, let me also let's ask talk you a about this. You want to choose let and me, you say the neutral. Pietro, Pietro, let me ask you a follow up then. So, for example, we're talking about um, the European Commission and the rules that they can make. Right now, there's an AI Act. Could that also, um, I, I'm not sure, but I don't think the AI Act is actually specifically legislating um, for health, for labelling. But we could be using AI, as you say, for the EU to be this big game changer um, to, to rival China and the US. And for example, is there a way in which AI could actually help us with our dietary requirements and perhaps help us avoid things that we're perhaps allergic to? I mean, there is a way in which we can use technology for the good. It's not just Big Brother, isn't it, Pietro? I, I think technology can be used for the good. Uh, as a liberal, I uh, support the idea of having rules, rules that are clear, that are protecting our data, particularly health data. They will prevent, for instance, US or Chinese companies to tell us what to eat in a specific moment because something is you need some sugar, something is you need that bar of chocolate with that brand because neutrality of information and neutrality of technology is an issue. So I would like the Commission to talk about this. That's why I'm happy that they are delaying because I hope maybe they are thinking about this. Maybe they are seeing the future coming instead of thinking of the past, because if we get the scheme, Nutrient Form, NutriScore, whatever, for five years, technology exponentially evolve, and we will have our kids in the supermarket caring less about the NutriScore and using their devices even before they enter the supermarket. So this is a challenge I'm throwing there. You can believe me or not, facts are out there. Choose. We can waste time with a NutriScore, or we can think okay. for once at the future and Both be faster than other countries. One last question before we go to um, our questions from our audience, because we are sort of running out of time. Then, How would either of you um, like technology, things like AI, to be used for labelling? Michelle Trabazzi, perhaps you go first. But for uh, artificial intelligence, for me, it's a tool which, be, which can be complementary. Because if I want to have more information about the product, about the origin, about if there is pesticide or not, if it is transformative or not, to that, I can use that. But I need time. Okay? Yep, no, that's, that's fine. What I, I heard, <laughs> oh, for me, it's awful because I don't want to have a tool who decides for me. I want truth. Okay? If I want 
uh, I want uh, uh, more information, okay, they can, I can use it. But it's all. Okay. Um, I think that more. Pietro shares with my colleague uh, a vision of AA applied to medicine, which, of course, as a medical oncologist, I am very, very much interested in. He has been talking about people with HTA and diabetes. You are more or less talking about, let's say, not a big brother, but somewhere, somebody telling you no. how many calories, how many fats, how many no. sugars, each person being considered different from another. I like this idea, but right now, we are far away from this nice fiction. We can have no it fiction is here. <laughs> nice no. fiction that now we, are we talking do about need to develop. Um, Okay, Miss Mr. Elenwa, you make a good point, and that's actually, now I'm going to go to the questions, because there is a question from Emma Calvert. Hello, Emma. Nice to have you um, sending in a question to us. This is for Pietro. Uh, Emma says that wearable, that wearable tech using AI, which tells us what to eat, is the future. But who pays for this? Who owns our data? And isn't this more interventionalist than a simple food label? And that's for Pietro. I, I totally agree, but it's not fiction, it's here. It's here now. They're studying it, watches are here now. <laughs> the purpose of watches is not to tell us the time, it's to tell us exactly how we're health. That's why companies, are, American companies, are investing uh, so much in this technology. What I'm, what I'm saying to European policymakers and the Commission is, even if it's not here today, but tomorrow or in three years, I think you guys should look into it, because if Europe is not the first, others will be, and we will be once more, as with many things, behind and lose the game. So I think let's avoid the Nutri-Score right now. Let's do the challenge of education, because I agree, education takes time. But if we keep saying it takes time and we never start, <laughs> we will never get to that, uh, to that point. It's since I'm a kid that I hear saying it's education, it's education, but I've never but been educated. we lose time. We lose yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So let's wait. We choose a good Let's idea. wait. Let's wait. If you, want, if you want a system, choose the Swedish system. So it's more neutral. It's much better. So let's, let's go with that, the keyhole. It's much easier. It's a very good system as well. Very great criteria. I favor it much more than any other system around. Meanwhile, let's make some serious studies. Serious, I mean, on is facts, on facts, and we can have a Mr. regulation. Is the, I mean, from what you're aware of this proposal that we're all still waiting for, is AI, is technology being considered as part of um, this new proposal? Is it? Uh, I am not against, but I don't want that artificial intelligence govern my choice, govern my life. We speak, uh, uh, we speak about uh, sane alimentation. <coughs> I agree with that. But sane alimentation is different if you are in south of Europe or in north of Europe. We have not a tool uh, the same for all the people. We have not the same taste. We have not the same food. We're not the same, so keep it simple. That's what you're saying, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Ms. Trielenois. Yes, it's clearly considered in another tool, which is called the European Health Data Space, which you are certainly aware of. So the use of big data to help medicine, to help health, and even to help prevention is, of course, like in China and like in the US, considered. Let me tell you that today, 
it does not uh, provide a useful tool. What we need today it is to start with a front pack label. And it doesn't avoid us to you know, progress and evolve. You know what the informatician says? They say garbage in, garbage out. If you do not give the system uh, strong and robust data, including on labeling, you will never be able to you know, tell me what time I have to take sugar and salt. But then you agree with a keyhole. I, if you want to start I light, start with a keyhole. With AI as a tool useful for medicine first because it's easier and prevention. I agree with that. This is not the topic of front-back labeling. It is another way of thinking, which I, I'm, I agree with, but it is not today, not easy, and not free. I agree with the question. We have, okay. we have to consider. Um, I have a question um, for Dr. Ramon from Mirajam, um, who says, isn't it important to get several general health measures in place to stop the overweight health crisis in Europe is sliding into education, front of pack labeling, ban of child marketing for unhealthy food. All those should be supplementary and not just one or another measure. Yes, I agree that you have to, because the <clears throat> obesity and overweight, it's really an uh, pandemics. We have to use all the weapons we, we can have. But, uh, but I think that the worst weapon again is education, and and we have an education, especially for the special types of of life, because we have made studies with pregnant women, and the diet is quite similar, but not the same of, of a kid, and the kid is different from the other. So I have to 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 go to a personalized nutrition, maybe not not for each people, but yes for for some common features that the people have so we have to go in in this that direction so this is because i don't agree with with this kind of, of front level leveling because the people has to know what to eat what is the best and we have to try to 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 arrive to all all the all the 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 the, the homes and the houses on, on it and the the way is education in the school education by the mass media Education in the in the hospitals, educations in primary care, and and so on, and the, the and 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 in all the places. So this is my my thinking on on this. Okay, um, and then we've got about five minutes left. And um, Frederick, I'll ask you this question very quickly from Jessica. She says consumers are in the end responsible for their health, what they eat, how much they exercise, etc. But policymakers can and should help them through education, but should also incentivize manufacturers to produce better products for which labeling can help. Question of whether the citizens it was for Frederick. are. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The question's for Frederick. I love it. I look very good. I really love it. Passion is fantastic today. Uh, Frederick, please go I mean, ahead. I fully agree, and I, but uh, that that education uh, is key, and um, and uh, indeed, I mean, we have all heard. Okay, it kept people keep saying it, keep saying it, but it's in the end kicking the can down the road. We should have education. Um, the incentivizing the manufacturers. As I said before, yes, everyone should make um, a product that is as healthy as possible while still being also uh, competitive in the market for its qualities. And this, we've, we've had this in many other regulations that we've said we have to adapt 
with benchmark levels to a certain extent that it is reasonable. And this is, if you have an industrial What's product... What's the meaning of reasonable? What is the meaning? I have explained it before. If you, you, you cannot, if you take, the, for example, the salt level in uh, certain types of breads, this will already vary between, let's say, Italy, uh, Germany, and uh, to pick Estonia, because we haven't heard that today yet. Um, Italian bread has less salt, German bread has more salt, uh, Estonian bread has even more salt and molasses in it. So, but you will also eat less of it. It, it, but to make it in this way, you cannot substitute the, the ingredients that well. And this is where I see the danger for the traditional small producers. Okay. And, and on what I hear from, from specifically, the, I'm not making this up, this is ask any baker. Sure. And on that, I'm going to have to cut you in because we have literally um, two and a half minutes. So I'm going to ask you guys to be very quick. Final thoughts. Um, we'll start with Trilinois. Yes, well, the philosophical question has been raised. Who is responsible for the decision? Is it the citizen, its responsibility? Is it the manufacturer? Is it the government? I will certainly not elaborate because I won't take you too much time, but think about it. Who is responsible for public health? And the answer, I guess, will be different from one another and different from one government to another. So do write for yourself, Michelle. Uh, I follow. <laughs> what is the situation now? There is seven member states which are agree to choose the three score. That's not a majority. No, but seven. But <laughs> they make much majority. They make that. That's now. science. <laughs> it's a country. It's not bad. It's a yeah. voluntary uh, choice. Yeah. But, bon. We are against us a very big lobby like Coca-Cola, like Ferrero, and they are against, against, against. When we speak about responsibility, when I take Coca-Cola, mm. you know the number of sugar that there are in Coca-Cola? Lots. Um, and I don't drink it for that reason. If there is a, a labeling, I know that it perhaps it's 10, 10, uh, you see, sugar. it's a lot. But I am not informed, I choose Coca-Cola. It's why the big lobby don't want to have labeling. Because they show that they make too salt, too sugar, too fat, and so on. So we need to have a consensus with citizens. There is consultation now. And the consultation are for Nutri-Score with NGO with citizens, with little SMS, etc. So that is a good thing. We have scientific, independent scientific, we support that, the good. We have seven member states, we support that. But the big, big lobby are against. Donc, who decide? I hope that the commission and the member state, alors not seven, uh, 27, choose uh, the same labeling for all the country. Mm -hmm. And it, it needs to be mandatory because it's voluntary, it's not good. And with that, we make education. Okay, no problem. But we make that all together. Okay. okay. Um, just out of pure curiosity, um, audience here, put your hands up if you're in favour of Nutri-School, please. Oh, one, two, three... 
They're shy, yeah? They Come on, guys, don't <laughs> they be don't shy. You be just lobby. have to put up a hand. Who's in favor of Nutri-Score? Yes? Okay, that's... That means... That's, that's, that's not really a majority. You have to ask the question anyway, three times, huh? That was <laughs> interesting to see. So thank you for participating in that. Um, Dr. Ramon, over to you for your final oh. thoughts. That's not science, if I may say so. <laughs> it was democratic, though. I asked the people. But it's uh, biased. Ramon. It's biased science. <laughs> Dr. Ramon, please, your, your final thoughts. Um, excuse me, I don't understand the question. What? Oh, just your final thoughts, your, your sort of key takeaways. Please go ahead. Yeah, uh, I... I as I tried to, to explain the, during all the, all the talk, that uh, I, I believe that we have to educate the, the population and Nutri-Score is one, but that is not the best. I believe on it. Uh, so I, maybe Nutri-Inform is, is, is another way that can help. But again, the, the key is the dietary pattern you are eating, not each food. So the dietary pattern, it's very important because there are synergism between foods and nutrients. It's not the same if you eat meat with uh, pasta or you eat meat with vegetables. The effect is absolutely different on the body. So you have to put all in, in, in the mix and the best is the dietary pattern that, that you have to, to, to teach to the population. Not only a front level like, like, like you are talking on, on it, but you have to teach, teach and teach. Okay, ditch, ditch, and ditch. Um, Frederick, your final thoughts? Uh, for me, I'll try to agree as much as possible. Um, uh, in the end, I think actually if you make something, make it mandatory, it makes no difference because already supermarkets are pressuring all the businesses to put it on the label anyway. As we heard today, Deleuze gives 10% discount on Nutri-Score A. Um, if then make it mandatory. I mean, really, the, the problem is, is the comparison. But <laughs> what I like to mention, um, as you mentioned Coca-Cola, and I can tell that you don't drink Coca-Cola that often, <laughs> because indeed Coca-Cola has labeling on it, and, it, and they even have uh, color-coded labeling. And I must say from an SME perspective, um, this is something, for example, that we could do more with, because indeed it has the labeling divided into salt, sugar, and so forth. And you know how much sugar you eat, and you know how much salt you have. And this is a labeling where I can get behind and say, this combined with an education works. But I've Final thought, fail to see how this works with uh, Nutri-Score because in the end, we just placed the big brother from the tech companies into a government agency. And one way or another, the consumer choice for me is disappearing. Okay, final words to Pietro and please don't. Uh, no, first, first uh, I would stay away from the lobby discussion because if I make the least, including the pressure as a think tank we receive from companies, big companies that are supporting the Nutri-Score, I, I will never end. So if I see who is Unfortunately, benefiting... Unfortunately, every time you talk, you seem to incite our panelists. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> Get your points out quickly, I'm running out of time. That's the beauty of discussion. I think we need to, first of all, look at, into what's happening now in the future and take the opportunity. Second, I think in 2023, 200 years after Hegel and the totalitarian state, I think we should move into the direction where diversity is a knowledge and citizens can uh, exercise their critical thinking and make their personal choice and not following a fetish scheme where Andy Warhol would make a beautiful uh, painting or a graphic that tells the mislead consumers by saying this is healthy, this is not healthy, when that thing might be not healthy in that moment, or it might be healthy, and you tend to eat more. 
So we need a better objective system, but above all, as we said at the beginning of the discussion, I think Europe has a great opportunity once in, a time, in time, and is to look into the future and not be afraid to say, okay, let's take the challenge of the future. The US are having this discussion right now, and they are not talking about the Nutri-Score. And that worries me, because Silicon Valley is putting a lot of money into food. They are putting a lot of money into food, but they, you're not okay. surprised. But they will invade yeah, Europe with apps and intelligence. So um, and thank you to all the panelists. This has been a, an extremely lively debate. I hope everyone here has enjoyed it, everyone watching online. I'm Mariam Zaidin. You've been watching Euractiv Hybrid Conference, supported by Composite. Thank you, and bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>